Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. Good day, chick. And I'll just throw my hat to him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 94 of the Pressure Point podcast. After another massive week in footy, um, some big wins, some um, some statement games as well from a few teams, and um, I mean, it, yeah, it all it all kicked off with a big 100 point demolition um, on Friday night as well, which uh, has really raised some concerns about uh, the West Coast Eagles in particular, um, which I guess is a great starting point because you're in your in, your, in a Richmond t-shirt after a after a comprehensive win and um, a, a real statement game from the Tigers, I think. <laughs> I want to start by correcting you there. It was actually a 109-point win. It, yep. was, it was more than 100. But yes, it was a, a bit of a statement game. I'm not looking into it too much, though. It was only West Coast that we beat, um, and we all know that they're not the best side at the moment, but I will still take a bit of, uh, bit of confidence going over to WA and doing that to them. I don't remember the last time they would have lost like that in WA, so... Impressive in one way, but also, yeah, probably not too much to get overexcited about. It was just good to see some of our players back in a little bit of form, and who knows, maybe this will play us into some decent form. It's probably exactly what you needed, to I be think, honest. I think it is. We did need to do that. If we had a loss for starters, would have been that would have been the end. Um, I would have called the season then and there, but even if we won by about 10 or 20 points, I mean, I don't know if you watched the game closely, but that was arguably one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. It was hard to watch closely as it, a neutral. It was tough. Like, I mean, even I at one point was like, this is just boring. Mm. It was, you know, Shea Bolton was just doing whatever he wanted. He The amount of clearances he had from the centre bounce and just danced around players, it was, it was a joke. Yep. And then Lynch kicked 7-5. Like, we spoke about Max Hing last week being inaccurate. He was just as bad, I reckon. But yep. also, like I said, you look at it in one hand, he was that dominant that he had the he took like 19 marks or something yep. like that. It was nuts. So, yep. yeah, we had we had our way with West Coast a little bit over yep. there. Yeah, absolutely. They're, and as I said, some serious concerns now about what the Eagles are doing. Um, I know a lot of their senior players have been put up as potential trades for the end of the year. Like, what are they going to be there for if they're going to jump into a rebuild, which it looks like they absolutely need to. They've, um, yeah, starting to hit rock bottom. And, um, yeah, I mean, just just week after week, just getting absolutely smashed. And it's bizarre how they beat Collingwood the other week, looking back on it now, isn't it? It's just a wonder how they did it. Just Collingwood mm. obviously just had an off day because Collingwood are a much better side than the Eagles are right now. Yeah. And everyone's, you know, using the injury excuse or the COVID excuse. No, They're missing not. players, but they had 10 premiership players yeah. On Friday it's night. It's not an excuse anymore. No, they had 10 premiership players against the Tigers on Friday night. And I mean, I don't think we would have had too many more than 10 ourselves. So it's not like they're missing their whole club anymore. They've, they've got players back. I think they started Andrew Gaff as a sub. Am yeah. I imagining that? They did, didn't no, they? they did. Which I, that just goes, you know. Interesting. It's very interesting where, where their heads are there because Andrew Gaff's been one of the better midfielders in the comp over yeah. the last six, seven years. So it's interesting to see him, or on the wing, I should say, but it's uh, yeah, yeah, interesting to see him starting as a sub. So. Yeah, a lot of questions around West Coast at the moment. Yeah, definitely not the Waffle Eagles anymore, are they? No, they're... <laughs> what are they? The Waffle Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a Marcus gag, so that that's one. Good. So that's, that's a good one, isn't it? It yeah. is, it is. It's a bit out of my arse scenario, but it's, uh, it's, good from, it's good from you. We love that. But on the other hand, I wanted to ask a mutual supporter because obviously it's easy for me to get a little bit excited. But from what we did see from Richmond, obviously it was against a pretty poor West Coast team. But is that... Do you reckon that's enough to make people think that maybe we found some form again and we could be all right? Or do you reckon it's just not worth looking no, into Absolutely. It I think to win by 100 points against anyone is a great result. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be decent to do that. I don't, I, yeah, I don't get why 
you know, oh, you know, you only beat so and so. But like, if you beat them well, and especially by 109 points, I've got that correct that time, didn't I? You did. Um, then, then I think it's 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 an absolute. It's a great win. You know, yeah. it's not like you just beat them by you know a couple of goals. No, that'd absolutely. be different. And that, yeah, that's my thought as well. I'm trying not to get too excited because I know next week we've got Collingwood who have been in some good form as well. So I'm not jumping up and down over the moon about it. But like, yeah, it's just good to get a big result like that. And like I said, hopefully it plays Richmond into some uh, good form. Yeah. Were you, um, how were you, like, how were you, what, were you, were you celebrating hard or were you just, oh, I would, when, fr- when did the celebration start slowing down? Oh, half time. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty up and about the first couple of quarters that we're playing some real good footy. Tom Lynch, I think, had like six scoring shots in the first quarter alone. Like, he, mm. everyone was on fire. And then after about half time, I said, this game's done. Mm. Um, and then I just sort of relaxed and just sort of had it on almost in the background at one point because it's just it wasn't exciting to watch. I sort of knew what was going to happen next and it was either going to be a West Coast turnover or a Richmond goal. So, Was he like that? I unfortunately wasn't with him that night, but he, he definitely would have been. Yeah, interesting. interesting. We want to we want to welcome Elisa to the Pressure Point podcast. As our <laughs> well, there you go. There's, there's, yeah, there's our first little intro. She liked to take a jab at Tom Lynch and Richmond. There, I'm sure in the background, but yeah, she's our cackling Jack for but, the show. The producer, marketing manager, um, serial pest. Just just bosses us around. Really, that's yeah. what she really does. No, Make, she, gives she, us reminders to post things and. She does bring biscuits before we record. Biscuits, exactly. Which is great. No so, tea, though, which is disappointing. Yeah. The, the, lack, the lack of tea this morning was uh, this afternoon. Oh, fuck, tonight. I'm, I'm all over the place. See, she's rattling me being here in the background. The lack of tea tonight was uh, disappointing, but, yeah. oh, well, you know, can't win them all. That's right. Next week we'll be fine. Um, where were we? Well, we may as well stick with, stick with the Perth theme. Frio Dockers the next day, complete opposite to West Coast at the moment. And this is different because usually they're – it's West Coast that are the better Perth team. But Frio have taken over now and they're arguably the number two team in the comp. Frio, heave, ho. Do we have the song? We don't have the oh, song. This thing's missing. This damn. thing's missing. You have to do with me for now. But yeah. no, they're fantastic at the moment. And you said it last week, if they can beat Geelong in Geelong, then they're definitely the real yep. deal. But I want to take it a step further. And I honestly reckon they're the second best team at the moment behind Melbourne, obviously. They're, to beat Geelong in Geelong... It was only a three-point margin, I know, but to go over there and beat Geelong away from home, which stereotypically uh, Frio haven't been awesome at. No one really is. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Brisbane didn't, couldn't even beat them there. Exactly. So for me, I think that arguably the second best you know, team in the comp at the moment, Brisbane, you could easily say as well. But for me, I'm just leaning on Frio a little bit. I'm really loving what they're doing. Yeah, they were fantastic. They play a really good brand of footy. It's very similar to how Melbourne play. That high pressure, tackling, they're, they're, and they're, they're very... Fast ball movement team as well, so great to watch, and it makes, I mean, it makes me a bit, bit happier seeing Freo knock off Geelong after Carlton's performance in Perth last week. So um, it shows how good Freo really are. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, we we spoke about them the last few weeks, and we kept questioning: Are they the real deal? Are they really good? Are they? Re-? This solidifies it. Yeah. They're, they're going to be a great side yeah. for the rest of the year, and I'm going to be very nervous when it's our turn to play them. They've got a big test this week, though. They've got, well, they got North. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, it doesn't really get much bigger than the test. I was, hoping, had, you, but I was hoping you you didn't know who they were playing. It so. took me a couple of seconds <laughs> out. I thought, hang on a second. This, they, they just had the biggest test they could probably get, you know, get given. But yeah, no, North will be a bit of a challenge for them. You know why? Because they're going to go in expecting to win. Mm. That's, yeah, when, that's is, when it's It's dangerous. a different challenge, isn't it? Yeah. You, you joke, but mm. yeah, it could be serious. Yeah, exactly. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Watch your space. Yes. Uh, what about the Saints? 
you know, moving to Cairns for these cashed up games to bring some money into the club, it's not worth it. I don't like how teams do this. Yeah, look, uh, from my first-hand experience, I know that yeah. playing games at Kazali Stadium in Cairns is not a good idea. It doesn't matter how much cash you bring in, but St Kilda have done this a few times in their past and it's never mm, worked I out for I, them. They've sold a lot of games to... I think they've won like one or two games that they've sold out in their history. Yeah. so it's crazy. It's, I mean, it depends how they look at it. If, they, if they're happy to cop a couple of losses and get some big revenue coming back to the club, I'm not sure where they are financially. I don't think the fans are happy with it. No, but that's the, that was the other thing I was about to say. It doesn't matter how much money you bring in, does it really, if your fans are filthy with the way you're playing. And Look, I think the standard of the ground was probably pretty poor and let them down a little bit. It was wet. It was very dewy. Um, even the lights I didn't think were fantastic. It looked like I was watching a VFL game mm. on TV on... Um, yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. So yeah, it was probably wasn't the, uh, the the most ideal scenario for them. But then in saying that, Port Adelaide have been pretty poor all year, and now they've got two wins in a row, yeah. which probably wouldn't have thought we would be saying a couple yep. weeks ago. Exactly. I mean, it's probably exactly what Port needed. They needed that that game against West Coast, and then a real sloppy um, slog, you know, against the Saints in Cairns. It was set up well for him, so that could really kickstart their season. But yeah, the I know the Saints fans have been absolutely ropeable with. Um, what the club for selling their game to Cairns and, and the way they played as well. So. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to look at there, St Kilda. Maybe stop selling games is a good start. Yeah, but yeah they need to. I think they're at that stage now where like they're, they're a good enough team to be playing finals. Every win matters. So they can't be selling. Just, if that was at Marvel, they would have won easily. Oh, hands, yeah, 100% yeah. they would have. 100%. Well, one, the conditions wouldn't have been so poor. Yeah. Maybe Port Adelaide are a better team in those conditions and that's why they didn't get the win, but they only lost by a point as well. Yep. But... Speaking of hard games to watch, we said Richmond West Coast was difficult. This was shocking, mm. I thought. I mean, I turned the TV on it just after halftime and it was three goals apiece in yeah. the third quarter. I thought, <laughs> am I, is it third quarter or first quarter? I yeah. couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I was honestly hoping the Carlton North game would be on TV instead because that was on Foxtel. So I was stuck with Saints Port and it was just a mm. hard, sloppy game to watch. But yeah, and I think Saints will be disappointed, but um, they've won five on the trot before this. So yeah. they're, they're, they'll be fine. Yeah, this I, is just I, a. Yeah, I don't think did. there's anything to worry about. To to be honest, I mean that I think any team would have would have struggled in those conditions. So I think they'll be all good. Um, but yeah, you just mentioned the Blues were also on Saturday night against North. Um, big win. I thought it was one of our probably our most complete performance of the season. Um, even though it was against North, but I still still thought we played very well um, and very happy with with what the boys dished out. And um, you know, Paddy Cripps is just doing crazy things and. Dominated again. Um, should I think he's definitely he's winning the coaches' votes, isn't he? I think he's, he's yeah, clear he of that now. And, and you'd think he'd have fifteen Brownlow votes yeah. by now too. I mean, so. And he's missed two games, so he's he's a freak. Yeah, what, what he's doing. It's yeah. scary. It's actually almost um, a bit of a shame we haven't seen it the last two years. He had yeah. that little dip in form, which every player has. Not yeah. you can't expect anyone to be he that was good injured. for that long. He had a he broken had, back. Can say had his injuries and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's great to see him back in full flight at the moment, and it's. Yeah, that's it's really good. Yeah. How were you feeling at half time? North gave you a bit of a bit of a run. It was pretty yeah. close at half time. Oh, you guys looked better though, but yeah. on the scoreboard it was pretty close. Yeah, like we were we were clearly the better team. Like we were dominating every stat of the game. North were just um, keeping up the scoreboard pressure. But I was never really worried to be honest. I just knew we were playing good enough to to eventually just kick away and, and which what we did. I think we kicked seven goals in the third quarter. Um and yeah, it's all the game apart. Um and yeah, Cripps, Cripps led the way, and Adam Sardo I thought was best on ground. He was unbelievable, intercepting everything. He was—he's a jet. He's one of my favourite players, um, and 
yeah, it makes it even better that we got him from Essendon as well. I so. think he's really added that string to his bow, Adam Sutton. I mean, he came from the Suns, obviously, and he was fast, and that's why we loved him. And then went to Essendon, and he, yeah, once again, that breakaway speed off the halfback. But I think coming to Carlton, he's now he's worked on that part of the defensive part of his game where he gets in with a spoil or an intercept mm. mark now, which he wasn't doing as much at the previous two clubs. And I yep. think now he's a much more complete player. He never gets beaten. And he beaten. goes under the radar a lot, I think. I mean, yeah. we all know he's good. But I think his defensive pressure and the work that he does around the ball goes a little bit under, unnoticed. Um, mm. And yeah, I agree. I reckon he was definitely best on ground on the weekend. Yeah, he never gets beaten. Like he's, he's not just a, a, a break the lines kind of player. He he marks everything. He gets his, his hand to every intercept possession that, that's there for him. Um, he's a freak. How good was he? Like, And the, the Carlton supporters were absolutely loving it. It was great. So... Um, yeah, I mean, between him and Cripps, we're probably best on ground, but I gave him the three votes in the in the pressure point voting. Which um, is the most important voting. Which is the most important voting, exactly. So, um, And then, yeah, Harry Mackay was was huge. Uh, kicked four goals, but took, I think, 11 or 12 marks, and half of them were contested. So he's having another big season. Um, and I think, yeah, he's, he's starting to climb back up towards the Coleman, but Charlie is kicking more goals than him and having just as good of a season, if not a little bit better. So... Very dangerous up forward. The it's Blues. scary when you've got two forwards that are, um, you know, pretty high up on the Coleman list. Mm. I think Tom Lynch is higher than both of them, but they're still doing pretty well. Yeah, um, considering. So well, wait until they play West Coast. And yeah, see <laughs> give, what happens. give them a bit of a. Field I'm sure they'll cash there. in. Um, but yeah, and then Jake Weidering got on the scoreboard, which was great to see. His first goal in four years. Yeah, so that, that's always pretty funny to see. And he went absolutely. I've never back. seen him with emotion like that before. Because he's never usually seen him with emotion at all. Yeah, he's usually very cool, calm, collected, very humble, and he went. Nuts. It was I think great. It's his, it's his first goal since they gave him that little stint up forward, wasn't yep. it? No experimenting with him a bit, which can you believe that? Still blows my mind they did that, <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, I mean, probably reflective of Carlton at the time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, geez, it makes me it makes me sick thinking about it. But was that seventy five coaches ago, or how many coaches ago yeah, was that? Seventy six. Seventy six coaches yeah. ago. Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but no, nah, he was. Yeah, he's a star. He. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be very surprised if he's not the All-Australian defender this year. Um, but yeah, no, great night. Big win. We needed that percentage booster. Our percentage is pretty average. So, um, and yeah, we're, we're sitting six, five and two. So very happy. And you're, uh, you're pretty used to seeing royalty now at some dining experiences. Last week, we went to the Melbourne-Richmond game together and we bumped into Gil. We had a good chat with Gil. And uh, you told me just before we started recording, you bumped into the man, the myth, the legend, Lance Whitnell. <laughs> we did. The big Lance. We did, yes. We had... Uh, well, it was actually a lot because we had um, so with our memberships we um, we get to go to the captain's club function before games at Marvel, um, and yeah, you get to uh, sit around and listen to some people talk, and um, you get your, your meals as well, which is good. So it's the first time we've done it, and yeah, saw a few uh, saw a few familiar faces, didn't we? Lance, big Lance, big Burger Whitnell. Life's a world hero. I used to love him as a kid. He was one of my favourite players. I was wondering why you were starting to fall out of shape a little bit. You're trying to look like Lance. And you're <laughs> on your way. real role model he was. Him, right. him and Cooter. Him and Cooter. Jeez, <laughs> <Jeez>, two. <laughs> <laughs> two similar bodies. Yeah, very similar bodies. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to see that you've, um, you know, you've, you've given Lance a bit more of a shot and you're heading more in that direction. Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. Yeah, really getting that gut going. So. Every, everybody wants to be like Cooter, but it's, you know, mm. it's good to go away from the grain. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, nah, it was a great night of the footy. And uh, yeah, hopefully... Um, yeah, hopefully no more uh, bad losses like we did against the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago. I'm just going to say as well, it shows with Carlton, like people say, oh, we won against North, but they were the games we used to lose as well. So mm, it shows yeah. a lot of growth for Carlton. And we won comprehensively, which and which I was we, more impressed about. We have a lot of injuries that people forget as well. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, so yeah, there's a lot very of very important when happens. Exactly. So uh, I'm I'm very happy with the way things are going. Yeah, you can say it's against North, but we'll happily take it. So absolutely. Um, probably dwelled on a Carlton North game a little bit too long. So you asked. We'll move on. I shouldn't <laughs> have asked. I shouldn't have said anything. We should have just skipped by it. I'm not the one wearing a Carlton T-shirt after a 109-point win, but that's fine. <laughs> it's Richmond, mate. Um, <laughs> is it? All right, let's move. Move on. Move on. Let's move on to the Bombers. No, seriously. Okay, Essendon. Yeah, that, no, relevant. Everyone gives, like, everyone's like, oh, you give Essendon so much shit. Bomber supporters hate it. Um, but it's it's completely fair enough now. I think yeah. Bombers supporters are at the point where they're almost on board with what we're saying. Yeah. We, look, we, we do take the piss because, you know, we have a bit of fun doing it and all that. But we are serious with, like, our... Our review, our views and review of the games and whatnot, and they have been poor this year. That's yeah. It, it is a bit easier to say because they're a team that we like hanging shit on, but we do it fairly. And I think that yeah, like you said, it's deserved at the moment. They just don't look like they're giving a lot of effort, and I don't really know where the answer lies for Essendon at the moment because I still think their list. I mean, they're missing a couple of players. Granted, um, you bring back would make a little bit of a difference, but it's not the talent that's on the park. It's the effort that's given by the talent on the park, from what I'm seeing, and it doesn't look. Great. Yeah, I think it's all effort. It comes down to effort and attitude for them because they've got some good players. Their midfield's pretty good, um, and yeah, like they're, they're like Peter Wright's having a really good season. So um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I think oh, I do see similarities to what how Carlton was last year, where you know we got all the talent and just it just wasn't happening, and it was the attitude, the effort, um, the culture of the place. I think that the culture at Essendon is not great, um, and it hasn't been great for a long time. So. Yeah, I think I think a lot needs to change in there, in that sort of that that part of the club. I think cattle wise, they're good. Um, it's just yeah, I think it's just application and a bit of the game plan and a few teething issues as well. So and because they, yeah, they played finals last year, but I th- they weren't a great. I don't think I think anyone who finished eighth last year would have struggled because no one really was playing that well. No, I don't know if you remember the back end of last year. No one really wanted to finish eight. No, I Everyone we, kept losing. We were in the contention for a little bit there and it yeah. was, yeah, no one would win games. Yeah. It was always a struggle so to I think they were in. just the best of the worst that played finals last year. They were a little bit, yeah. And yeah. look, it's still an achievement for them. They obviously yeah. haven't played finals in a long time. So it's still good for them to get in and you probably, I think we all expected a bit of a jump from Essendon. I know I did anyway. I expected them to maybe win a few more games and maybe finish just a little bit higher than eighth, whether it was sixth or seventh potentially. Because um, I thought the young crop coming through was quite good. But obviously some issues going on at the moment. I mean, Dylan Shield was the medical sub, mm. which, you know, when they brought him across, what, a couple of years ago now, what Essendon supporter would have predicted that happening? Well, it's like six six year deal, I think. Yeah. yeah it was huge. So a big deal. Mm. I was going to ask you a question because I saw this today. But so they dropped Dylan Shield because he was poor, but then they made him the medical sub. Do you think if you're dropping someone, you make them play the VFL? Or like, are you teaching them a lesson if, or like going to improve themselves? Like, you pay, basically played the whole game. I feel like that happens a lot, though. Like, a lot of players that have been dropped are being the medical sub and ended up but coming that, on, don't they? To me, that's still being dropped because if there's no injury, you don't play. You still so, get the public shame. Yeah, you? you still the public shame of not, you're not playing. I get where you're coming from as well. Like, obviously, yeah, you just want to go straight down to the twos, but. You also got to look at it in this way. If you're Essendon and you could have someone coming off as a medical sub and you've got Dylan Shield sitting there, he, he's going to be the guy you go mm. to because he should arguably be in your best 22 anyway. So yeah. 
I get why they've done it. It's still, you get the, yeah, the bit of the embarrassment and whatnot of being dropped to medical sub. And if there's no injury, you don't play. Mm. So it yep. could still be a punishment in that sense. He was just lucky, I guess, that there was an early injury and he came on. So, yeah. Yeah. But I get where you're coming from as well. I don't, it's a tough one. This medical sub is confusing in a lot of oh, reasons. I hate it. And yeah, I, so do I. I think it's, if you're not going to have it just as a purely as a concussion sub, just don't, don't bother. Yep. Don't bother with it. So, I think that's what they brought in for originally, and then it's just been twisted and turned a bit like all the other rules they try to bring in. But I won't get into that because careful could be on it for a long time. Um, what about the Lions? Jeez, this game should have been the Friday night game, mm. or even a Thursday night if they had brought yeah. that back this week. I don't know how it got stuck with Sunday twilight because it was shaping up to be an absolute blinder, and, and it was. I think as Brisbane haven't beaten Sydney over there, I think since two thousand and nine. Yeah, so it was a long, long time, long time coming, and. We saw a great game just overall. I mean, Buddy kicked six in a losing side. A lot of people were starting to say he's probably passed it a little bit. I mean, ever since he kicked his 1,000th, I think a lot of people have noticed a little bit of a drop, but I think he just wanted to pop up and prove to everybody that he was sort of back in some good form. And the Lions just probably... Well, I think they were, it was probably an upset, would you say, going over to Sydney and beating the Swans. They've been in good form mm. this year. I mean, Brisbane are probably the better side, but just being in Sydney, yeah. I think a lot of people might have just thought the Swans would get the job done, but... Brisbane, like we said, I mean, Frio's still my number two, but Brisbane are hot on their tail. I mean, it could be either one, really. Yeah, well, I think I, I think Brisbane are my number two. Um, I think to beat Sydney in the way they did as well was uh, was very impressive. And they're a team that really doesn't travel that well. They haven't travelled well this season. So I think I think they're my number two. Um, and you, we all know how powerful they are at the Gabba as well. So if they can travel well, they'll. Um, I think they'll definitely finish second. Behind Melbourne, I think Melbourne and Brisbane play each other. The Gabba, potentially. I'm not too sure. I believe but so, but I don't yeah. think that's too far away that game. So that'd be very interesting because um, I feel like Melbourne can. I, I, I can't see Frio beating Melbourne at the MCG, but I can certainly see Brisbane beating Melbourne at the MCG. If that you makes can see sense. Brisbane beating Melbourne at the G more than Frio. More, yeah, and I, I think, think that's what makes. Frio I think that what's make that what's that's what makes Brisbane number two. Well, this would be an interesting game. June the 5th, uh, on a Sunday as well, Frio play Brisbane at Optus. That'll be good. So that will be a big test for both clubs, really. Yep. And you were right, Melbourne play Lions at the G, but we'd have to wait okay. until June 23rd for that. So we've got a little bit yep. to go. Right, okay. But yeah. they got Eric Kipwood a couple of weeks away now. Yeah. Brisbane, he, he'll be back. And mm. let me tell you, that's going to make a massive difference to their forward yep, line because for the sure. pressure won't all be on Danaher anymore. Yeah, well, he got injured. But shoulder. I, yeah, but I don't think it'll be too long of an injury. We're hoping. Yeah. Well, they say it popped out and went straight back in, so I think he's fine. Yeah, but that it, it could still cause complications. Yeah. It doesn't matter how quick you pop it back in. So I mean, he might miss a week or two, but um, he might. Him and Hipwood might come back at the same time. Mm. So it would be interesting to see. But now nah, Brisbane, uh, yeah, definitely going to be a very well. They are already, but a dangerous side. Yeah. Well, speaking of the D's, what have they? Uh, what have they announced um, for Sir Doug Nichols round? In a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's from now onwards. I, or is it? I think it's, yeah, it might be from now onwards, or maybe it is just the one round. I, I think it's just the one round. should probably double-check that, but they're, they're rebranding for the week, and they're going to be known as the, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the NAM Football Club. Um, and from the little research I've done on this topic, I think the NAM, NAM is the um, the Indigenous name for Melbourne and surrounding suburbs. So in respect of the Indigenous round and Sir Doug Nichols round, They'll, uh, yeah, they'll be changing their name, which I think is quite a good initiative. It'll be interesting uh, seeing what the commentators call the club on the on the call, the broadcast. But um, hopefully, we can all get around it, and I wouldn't say mind seeing more clubs do this because it'd be interesting just to see uh, the different names. Mm, I mean, yeah. I don't know, does Richmond fall under NAM because we're in the surrounding suburbs of Melbourne, or does is Richmond its own? You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mm. 
I presume it would be Nam as well, but yeah. it'd be interesting to see anyway, or even if there's an, a rich, an indigenous word for Richmond or Carlton or, you know, any other side. Mm. So I don't mind the initiative. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. I, I mean, it's never been done before. So, um, yeah, I think instead of just, yeah, you regular, just get the, the, the Guernseys done. I think, um, I think this is taking it to another level. So, no, it's good work from, from the D's and um, it would be interesting to see if any other teams do it as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're just doing everything right at the moment, aren't they, Melbourne? There's nothing they can do wrong. Can they? So. Yeah, I don't think they can. And let me tell you, I don't know if you've seen their Indigenous jerseys they've got released. Yeah. They look really before. good. Yeah. They look really good. Jack Viney had the long sleeve on as yeah. well. And that I, I don't mind that. I like a long sleeve. It, yeah, no, it's a really, really nice looking jumper. Yeah. All righty. Let's, uh, let's get into round eight. And, oh, geez, it's happening again. Two Friday night games. Clashing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I, I actually really dislike this. I don't know I still why, don't get the point. Why, Friday night has always been primetime fixture, and I don't think either of these games are primetime fixtures either. No. Granted, when the fixture was made, Port Adelaide Bulldogs probably were shaping up to be a pretty good game. Yeah. So I can understand that one, um, but Freo North was never really going to be much of a game, and I don't know why yet yeah, why they put them the two on the Friday, but that's a yeah, story for another day. Very interesting, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, let's start with the Port game. We'll start with the Port game. What do you reckon? Well, this is this is big. I was going to say, and it's already interesting to see that the the odds on sports bet, not that they're everything, but the dogs are a dollar eighty five, and Port's only two dollars. They're mm. not too far behind. If that was this was two weeks ago, that would I yeah. reckon it, that would have been up nearly three dollars. So very interesting and home game for Port as well. Bulldogs have been shaky. It's a tough it's, one. It's really tough. I'm going to tip Port. I'm going to go on a limb. It's a bit of... I, I probably I probably believe the dogs are more of a chance, but I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here and just say that the Port might pull off a, a bit of an unthinkable going three in a row winning streak. I still think the dogs are got a little bit more class um, and a little bit better form than Port's. I mean, yeah, in saying that, dogs haven't been amazing either, but I think they played well enough against the Bombers to... To suggest that they've got some sort of form back. Um, and yeah, Port, as we spoke about, um, you know, sort of limped over the line in those conditions in Cairns. So, um, yeah, I think the dog is just. But it's going to be a much better game than what we thought it would have been two weeks ago. Oh, so 100%. That's, what, that's what's great about it. And yeah, the other game on Friday night, Frio North. Um, give North a chance. Oh, man, not, <laughs> not at Optus. No chance. Even, no. Even, oh, God, I just saw the odds for this what one. What is it? Fremantle paying a dollar five. I want, take a guess what North are paying. 13. Not too far off. A little bit less. 11. 10.50. Okay. I don't remember the last time I saw the odds that blown out. Yeah, but, um, that's, that's, that's high. Yeah, it's a high. And I don't know how this game is a Friday night fixture either. Don't double up on Friday for starters. And if you're going to do it, don't put one mm. trashy game and, you know, <laughs> one decent game, I guess. But, uh, yeah, not a fan. But, anyway, we'll move on. Yeah, that's obviously free for both of us. Saturday Arvo, Richmond Collingwood. Oh, this is a big one. The Mason Cox game. This <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And another fixturing decision I'm not too pumped with either, to be honest with you. You think Richmond Collingwood, two big Melbourne clubs, granted form, you know, from both sides isn't amazing, but you think this would be more of a you know, Saturday night it's game. your pure footy. Saturday Arvo, yeah, red footy. I know. I don't, I don't, it's because he's missing and he's playing footy. Yeah, oh, no, that's because I'm playing on. and I can't get to the game. That's why. So this is grand. This is the time a grand final would be played. Yeah, the grand finals are different. Yeah, but that's the fish. pure We're footy. It's the pure. I love red footy, footy. So red, red footy, footy. We'll put on a Sunday when everyone can get there. Then, Jesus Christ! But this, this will be a really good game. Both teams coming off yeah. wins. Um, Collingwood 
arguably in better form. They've won, I think, more games than us this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So they're, yeah. Yeah, they're flying at the moment. But Richmond, again, our Lord and Saviour might be back. Dustin Martin. Is this the week? This is the week. And we didn't touch on this last week that Dusty had come back to the club. We forgot to mention it. Had it come out yet? He'd come, yeah. It was out that he was back at the club. There was okay. no word on playing or whatever, but he'd come back to the club. and well, We didn't want to get you too excited. So. I would have been all over the place. But um, yeah, so no, no, Dusty is back. And Dimmer said last week in a press conference, it's very likely he'll play. It's not confirmed, but... That'd be That's a massive huge. in. Marlon Mar- Mar- Pickett will also be back for the Tigers, who was arguably our best player until he got injured a couple of weeks ago. And I thought he'd been phenomenal, which is bizarre. I didn't think I'd be saying Marlon Pickett would be our best player, but he's been really handy on the wing for us. So if we get those two boys in, I reckon we're on for a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to back my guys in, I think, after a win. we I don't think we've won two games in a row yet this season. So yep. I'm going to back us in to do that against the Pies, but it's going to be an unreal game. And I just want to see someone take out Jack Ginnivan. <laughs> I love him I love him but I'm going to hate him against the Tigers this weekend so I want someone to absolutely drop him it won't happen I know but you can, a man can pray yeah uh, no I think the Tigers as well especially if Dusty comes back what a lift that'll be for the team so and I think the the 109 point wins definitely um, got your tails up so yeah, I think you'll win see it'll be interesting to see what Lynch does this week as well can he back it up well he's had some big games against Collingwood previously. He's had games with mm. kick five, four, I think another five somewhere along the line. So it'd be yeah, it would be interesting. Um it just depends on the delivery as well. Is big bass playing this week? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. The big goggles. Give you nightmares. Yeah. Oh, if he runs out there. Mate, he's spooky. You still get still get shivers <laughs> just thinking about twenty eighteen Mason Cox, but uh yeah, we'll think we'll feel we'll think about it on Saturday, not not so much right now. Um well also at the same time on Saturday we've got Sydney and Gold Coast. So that's 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 rare to have two games at the exact same time. I thought the AFL wants more people, like people watching all the games. I'm not sure why. It, you know, if you did a Thursday night game, it is possible. I'm pretty sure to have games on where they're not overlapping or crossing over. Um, and for the life of me, they've done it twice now, but which usually, is bizarre. But usually Saturday our votes one forty five, then the then two ten. But they, there's two at one forty five. Yeah, which I'm not. Yeah. yeah, and again, annoying. But one's in Sydney, one's in Melbourne. So yep. I guess maybe that's what they're looking at. Um, Swans, Gold Coast. Yeah, Swans Swans aren't going to lose at home again. They'll bounce back. Yeah, they're not going to lose at home again. And the Gold Coast, (coughs) up and down, haven't Mm. they? I mean, they they probably could have beaten Collingwood on the weekend if they kicked a little bit straight. I think your your good mate there, Levi Casbolt, he's he's been playing good footy, but he missed a few shots on goal that arguably could have won them the game. Levi missed shots on goal, did he? (laughs) That's surprising. Usually you're so accurate. Well, from outside 50 maybe, but as soon as he's (laughs) anywhere within 30, he's every chance to spray it. But yeah, so I think... It'll be, man, I don't even think it'll be that close to be honest. I reckon Sydney will get the job done comfortably. Yeah. Uh, Saturday Twilight, we've got GWS and Geelong. That's, uh, what, what's it called? Come on. Manuka Oval. <laughs> Manuka. Manuka Oval. No, I'm fucking, I'm staying with Manuka. I'm, I'm owning that. Manuka Oval. Um, yeah, another, another, I don't mind this ground. I like watching footy at uh, Manuka. Um, but Geelong will be looking to bounce back. And, and the other token, Giants coming off a massive win that, I don't think many people expected it to pull off, especially not you with your big call, but we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Oh, but um, no, big game, big game. Toby Green is in some, mm, how good is back. he? Like he's, you know, took one game, eased into a little bit, and then last week he was just all, he kicked four in the first mm. half or, yeah, yeah hang on. four in the first half. Yep. Unbelievable. He's a, he's a star. It shows how much they've missed him, but I still think Geelong would just get the job done. I think they need to bounce back after a loss at home. Yep. Yeah, I think Geelong as well. They'll, um, <clears throat> yeah, that, and they rarely lose two in a row either. So I think they'll win at, uh, at 
at Manuka. Um, why do why do they play games there? No idea. Like, why aren't they playing at Giant Stadium? Don't know. Maybe they've done it's a bit of a St. Kilda yeah, maybe Richmond deal and sold games yeah. to the ACT. Good to play in Australia's capital. I suppose. But it's I'd voting just, season at the yeah. moment. Canberra's, Canberra's pretty busy. Who it knows? Is, that's true. <laughs> true. I doubt that went into the fixturing idea. But yeah, Scamo will be there, for it'll, sure. It'll be there, sipping beers. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, we've got Essendon and Hawthorne at Marvel. At first, I was upset that this was the Saturday night game and not the Richmond Collingwood one, but I forget the rivalry between these two mm, clubs. It's old very fashioned. heated, yeah, very old fashioned rivalry, and it's always a really good game. Um, and I straight to the tips, I guess. I reckon Hawks are going to get the job done. They've been great. Yeah, I think they Hawks, gave Melbourne a definitely. Good run. Yeah, Hawthorne have been really good this year. They've shocked a lot of people. I mean, I had them for the spoon, and they're not they're not getting the spoon. So they've been really good, and I think they'll um. They'll pour some more misery onto the bombers. If they beat Essendon this week, what, like, what's the direction for Essendon from here? Do they still aim for finals? Do they nah. start playing kids? What? what where I do you go? I think final, finals are done already. Um, it's just a matter of yeah. I don't know. It's it's a really hard one with Essendon because they are they are young, but they've still got expectation because one they're Essendon and two they've actually got some superstars in their team. Yeah, no, they do. You're and right. Ben Rutten can't be sacked because he's only been there, what, a year and a half, two years. It didn't stop Carlton. Carlton's different. <laughs> Carlton's different with coaches. <laughs> yeah, Carlton just get rid of them. No, we never, no, never for that short amount of time. How long Teague, was Teague there for? Teague was there for um, two and a half, three seasons. Was it? Half of 2019, Do all you of count 2020. That because that, well, he was interim coach then. He was just Still filling coach. in. No, it was interim. He wasn't even the proper head coach then. All right. In 2020, the season was a rabble. He was there for two full seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Rutten's only been there for one full season plus a few games. I was going to say, because if you, if you count, if you count Rutten's, if, you okay, so in, if you're going to count interim coaching, Rutten was interim coach as well for half a year. No, he wasn't interim. He was um like the. Yeah, but he was making all the calls. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wusher was still there. All right. Well, then he, he should be under the pump then this year. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. sack him. Because I think Essendon are just as ru- like Essendon and Carlton are very similar in how they're ruthless they can be. Yeah. So they've, well, they've had a few coaches too in recent yeah. times. I mean, let's not forget they've gone through a few Wusher. themselves. Yeah, yeah Wusher, Matty James Knights Heard. was there for a little bit. Hurdy was there for a little bit. Yeah, they've had Bummer. a few. Bummer. Yep. So yeah, no, yeah. I, I think Rutten's safe. I don't. I'm, well, I mean, we're, we're right, joking I'll, about it, but I do think his job is safe. I, what if they go one and twelve? Yeah, then you've got some questions to be raised for yeah. sure. But like you said, I, I do think it's a bit soon. Do you think because they played finals last year, probably saved? I think that's, I think it's just it's the expectation and, and it's the way they're playing. Yeah, I don't think playing finals helps them this year in a sense that, like, yeah, obviously they had that higher expectation. But like you said as well, they're probably the worst, the best of a bad crop mm. of people that were going to make finals that year. And they, they exceeded expectations a bit like Hawthorne are doing now. We didn't expect Essendon to do that last year and we don't expect Hawthorne to do it this year. So Essendon are probably sitting now about where we expected them to be last year um, and it's just whether they can turn their season around or not and win a few games on the road. But, yeah, I don't think they will. And, yeah, it's going to be very interesting come season's end. Yeah. yeah. So Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne. <laughs> I tipped that early. <laughs> just, just we, we rambled on about Essendon for a bit then. We did. It's easy to do, but no, no, yeah, I did tip is. Hawthorne yes. early in that piece. So. Um, Brisbane West Coast at the Gabba. Skip that. Yeah. Geez, that's going to be a fill your boots kind of you, job for what Brisbane. Do you reckon, what do you reckon the odds are? Oh, I think that, that's... I like that doing the odds. Definitely. So Brisbane are a dollar two for reference. Yeah, this would be 15 at West Coast. On the money. Is it? 15 on the wow. money. Bang. Yeah. No, yeah. this is 100 plus, 100 plus points. Easily, so, I so think. So, if Brisbane win by 80, does that mean Richmond's better than Brisbane? Yes. 
Yes. You're back. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Especially because they're playing at the Gabba. So what's the excuse? Yeah. No, I think they, yeah, that's no, going to be... That, they'll, they'll demolish in West Coast. Jeez, had those West Coast players the longest road trip in footy. Jeez, that's going to be tough to get up you this week just, for that. You'd hate to be a West Coast player right now, wouldn't you? You just... Yeah. You just go in there knowing that you're going to get your pants pulled down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people might enjoy that, but not the West yeah. Coast Eagles this weekend. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did not expect that. That was good. <laughs> you walked your right yeah. into that one, mate. Um, Sunday, we've got Melbourne and St Kilda at the MCG. This will be a good game. It will be a good game. Top four. That'll. Um, but I am sorry for St Kilda yeah, supporters because nah. I don't think they'll get the job done. It'll be two losses in a row, which will be really disappointing considering they probably should have beaten Port last week. Yep. So. It'll be disappointing to see two losses on the on, on I can't even speak on a roll for them on the trot on the trot on the roll whatever you want to call it but yeah now Melbourne will get the job done here I reckon and it's going to be hard to see them lose at yeah. all this year especially at the G yeah Melbourne yeah, as well they and don't lose at the G if it was that Marvel maybe but nah I think Melbourne regardless are gonna gonna get the job done here I reckon Melbourne are going to beat Richmond's winning game streak at the G what is it. I think Richmond had like 20-odd games in a row mm. or something. We, and we Until uh, Mason Cox broke that streak in 2018, yeah. we had a good running streak there at the G, and I reckon Melbourne are going to beat it unless someone like St Kilda can pull something out of the hat. Yep, yep. Um, do you reckon Kane Corns is uh, going to give Melbourne a hard time for getting all these games fixed at the MCG like Richmond did a couple of years ago, no, two, three years ago? No, no, they haven't been good enough, good for long enough yet. Wait, if they win it again this year or they're thereabouts and they start getting home games next year, he'll be all over it, yeah, for sure. It's for sure. Uh, the final game of the round, we've got Carlton and Adelaide. That's Marvel. This just feels right, doesn't it? Carlton on a Sunday. 4.40. Yeah, right, right back in prime time. <laughs> oh. order, order has been restored. It was thrown out of the window a little bit with the two Friday night games, but Carlton Mate, on a Sunday. You see all the prime times coming up. I know. Yeah, we've got we're back on Thursday night, Richmond Carlton. I don't know how Richmond got so many primetime games. Yeah. Did they watch the beginning of the season? Yeah. I mean, I'm well, happy, well, look but at we Essendon. didn't earn it. Essendon have three in a row. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know who's uh, fixturing up there at AFL House, but if you're looking for someone new, um, there's two blokes right here. They're going to put their <laughs> hand up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this will be a really good game. I'm surprised the odds are as blown out as they are. What are they? Adelaide had a bad game. Well, it's a dollar thirty-five Carlton to three twenty-three for the Crows and. Look, I do think Carlton will win this one, especially at Marvel Stadium, but Adelaide have been pretty good. I mean, apart from last week against the Giants, they had a few weeks in a row there where they were playing some good footy and people like Tex Walker were just tearing the comp apart. So I think it'll be a lot closer than the odds suggest, but I still can't go past the Blues, not at Marvel. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we'll get the, the job, job done as well. Yeah, and I think it was a bit concerning what Adelaide dished up last week and, um, yeah, I can't see us losing to them, um, even though they were pretty good um, a couple of weeks before that, so... I think we'll uh, we'll get the job done there and, and go six and two, which would be huge. Um, so yeah, that that's round eight, um, and we're doing something a bit different tonight where we're swapping seg- segments. Um, Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with JT, or do you want to start off with your big call and I'll finish off with JT? Yeah, we'll do the big call. So I'm gonna take over right. the, the reins of the big call because, as we mentioned slightly just earlier, your big calls have been shit house. Yep. Um, Been what, sacked. What was last week's big call? Just to remind the fans. Adelaide to beat GWS by 50 plus. And, and to, Leon Cameron's job to be on a knife's edge, yeah. which it still is. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't change, but yeah, the 50 it kind of went the other way scores, around. Scores um, during that third quarter was GWS 94, Adelaide with 13. Well, there you go. And that's when I messaged you saying, never doing a big call again. <laughs> well, you, you we're only giving you one week off. Um, you'll be back yeah. next week, All but right. I thought I'd take the reins of tonight and. 
gone for a little bit of a similar sort of thing and i'd mentioned it before and i sort of might not be as big as what we think it is but i reckon port adelaide to beat the dogs 30 plus oh yeah 30 30 points plus to beat the dogs over there in adelaide oval and i reckon it's going to kick start so port are back I reckon Port might be just be back, yeah. Mm. They've got a good list on the park at the moment. Okay. And if, uh, I know he's not back this week, but when Charlie Dixon's back in that team, watch out. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And, yeah, if anyone's going to make a charge, it's going to be Port, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're, they're the most talented of the the terrible teams at the moment, you know, or the bottom teams. Absolutely. So. Like, personnel-wise, yeah. 100%. Maybe not form, but personnel-wise, they're definitely sort they're of... They're the that. only team that's capable of going on a run. Yeah, I think so. And if they get, they win all their home games from here on out with some, you know, some uh, confidence back in them. Then yep. who knows? And if, if they finish eighth, then you know, it's the Bulldogs have done it. So yep. why not? But uh, I don't think they'll win the flag, obviously. But yeah, I think they'll get up by thirty plus against the Dogs this Friday night. Yeah, beautiful, love it, mate. Where I can't wait to see uh, the Bulldogs win by sixty points. So it's going to be good. <laughs> and then your bad call, uh, big call, will be a bad call. Well, I'm telling Just you, like it's, it's going back to you anyway curse. next week. So I'm sort of got nothing to lose here. So I can All go right. out on a limb. But um, we'll bring in our, our great man. All right. Roll roll the music, please. JT, here we go. It's a bit of a G up, isn't it? JT bringing you into the segment. It is, absolutely. Don't get too used to it, but it's it's good fun. All right. Michael Christian. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen here. Seriously. I know, we've, I know we've spoken a lot about the Carlton North game, but I have to. So Liam Stocker, um, for those that haven't uh, heard, got suspended for a week for that um, very fair bump against Taron Thomas. I thought oh, it was right in front of me, that bump, and it was great. No one saw it as a malicious bump or anything like that. It was two players just going for the ball and, and Stocker just, you know, turned his body, protected himself. Like, I mean, what else was he meant to do? If he went if he went front on, he would have probably knocked himself out. So um, I thought it was completely fair. Gets a week for high contact, apparently. Taron Thomas was fine, played the game. Liam Stocker comes off with a with a bad shoulder, he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks, and he gets suspended. So that's that's part one. Part that, one. That is part one. Part two. Lewis Young Do on Cam Zohar. JT again for part two. No, no, no. Again? I don't want JT. He's going to ruin my vibe. <laughs> Lewis Young gets suspended for something very similar, but does not collect Zohar's head. Gets him in the shoulder. Front on. I know front on. Yes, that's probably why he's been suspended. But he's got him in the shoulder. Zerha comes back on, completely fine. Um, and he, yeah, Lewis Young gets suspended for a week. I just don't get it. Like, are we not, like, what are players meant to do? Like, I know we've seen this a lot this year where players have been suspended and they haven't been, they haven't gotten off from appeals. But, like, what, what are they, these two players meant to do in these situations? If Lewis, Lewis Young, what, he's just going to let Zerha just run past him. And then Stocker, what, like, if Stocker doesn't elect to bump there, he's, there's probably going to be a head clash with him and Thomas. Well, the so, way the rules seem to be at the moment, and from what we've seen from the MRO, I believe it is players are not allowed to protect themselves anymore. It's that, that's how it's shaping up to be. Yeah, I agree. I think it is bullshit. I don't mind as much the um, the Lewis Young hit on Zerha. I think the appeal is a good idea, and I think it will be overturned because I don't think it should be a week. But I think when you opt to bump and you hit someone front on, I thought it was more like 
in the chest sort of region. Maybe it was shoulder. I didn't see it that closely. I can see why they've given, like, sent it to tribunal. Um, but I still don't think it should be a week. I think he'll get off and that'll be fine. And that's that. But the other one, the Liam Stocker one, that I don't understand how that's a week um, and where that comes no from. Sense. Like, the, the, we've it's said a part it before. of the game. The you bump's s- dead. Yeah, the bump is dead. And you've stolen my crummy river from the past where we just shit on the MRO. But it's mm. so easy to because there's no consistency. Mm. I'm not going to get in a rant because this is yours. I'll let you no, I know. I like take the take the floor, but you, it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, it is. Like I've never had a massive gripe with it too much, the MRO, because it hasn't really affected my team like it has with you in the past. We that's why you fight up. But now that it's, it's having a, a effect on my team, it just makes no. And then Nick Larkey got a week for that tunnel on Lewis Young, where that is way more dangerous. Like Lewis Young could have come down, knocked knocked himself out. Um, or even worse, could have like broken, landed on his arm and could broken his a, arm. Could have had a spinal injury. Exactly, but he only gets a week for something complete. Then that was completely intentional. What yeah. he did. I, I, I want to see. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't comment. But I want to see the grading. You know how they say low impact, high impact, mm. intentional. I want to see what the gradings were for all three of those incidences, yeah. and try and figure out where they've gotten their decision from. Because I don't think, I don't think the first two deserve to be a week. Um, I think I can see why the one of them did go to tribunal, but I don't think it'll be a week. Yeah. Anyway, like... How do you feel? No, I feel good. Like, I, I don't like having to fire up, you know, and... and you are a placid and get, and get all, <laughs> And get all negative. But I've just, it just had to be done. Because, yeah, because I, I was at the game. I saw them both. They were both very close to where I was sitting. Um, and they looked completely fine at the time. I did not think that, you know, it would cause a suspension. So, um, yeah, and, and I'd, I'd say that North supporters probably felt the same. Oh, there you go. It'll be yeah. interesting to see what the results are. I think there goes to tribunal Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, yeah. So it's well, only it'll be out by the time this comes out. Exactly. We're out. We are, we do record on Mondays most mm. of the time, so a bit before the news. So this Crimea River might be a bit. Uh, yeah. Might not mean anything. It by might the time be a bit premature, out. but no. But they still got sent to yeah, the tribunal, exactly. which is the, the original gripe. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it all pans out, but it'll be interesting nonetheless. Well, yeah, that was it. That was uh, that was us swapping segments. Yeah, didn't mind it. It feels good, doesn't it? Mm. Get it off your chest. I yeah. don't mind that JT intro. You get that on a yep. good groove and it just it pumps you up. <laughs> yep. And and let's see if the big call curse is uh, going to strike again this week. Let's see. You. I mean, it could, we could just swap bottles permanently if I nail this on the head. Mm. Yeah, all right. If Port, if this gets up, maybe we'll have a month of swapping. All right. Do, yeah. Or do we just keep going until... Like, we butcher the big call. So, if I get it right this week and next week I absolutely butcher it, we'll yeah. swap again. All right. All right. We'll do that. All right. Done. Yeah. Good okay. deal. So, you get to witness some uh, live Pressure Point podcast planning. There we go. Whilst recording. We are recording, aren't we? We're still yeah. recording. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but we uh, we may as well wrap up then on that note. Um, Thanks to our cackling Jack for today. Yes. Cackling Jack. Us. Well done. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah. You are. Uh, Be a permanent fixture, I believe. It's been good. Usually, you just. Um, Staying here for two minutes and, and piss off, so it's good to have you hang around. Watch the views and the listeners go up. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Some more biscuits would have been nice, but that's all right. We'll, uh, we'll move on. Where are the biscuits? Oh, yeah. All good. They're around. Yeah, they're around. Um, but yeah, as you say every week, leave a review, share it with your mates, um, rate us. It's all very, very important. So please, please do that. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, we need some more, more followers on there, more views. We put in a lot of work for that, um, and we definitely want our work to go noticed on YouTube. So, 
make sure you hit us up there. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll, we'll chat next week. Thank you.